0: Okay, so we are back. Had to, uh, had a little technical difficulties over the weekend. Had a little bit of a time crunch. So we are back and ready to go. That's what we're doing here. All right, so let's talk about Tiffany Cross. Controversial Weekend host Tiffany Cross is out of a job at MSNBC, okay? Tiffany Cross, the MSNBC Weekend host, known for her controversial comments on race and politics, in America, is exiting the cable news outlet following a series of on-air outbursts that pushed the network's execs over the edge, sources told The Post. Wild Cross bumpy Tenor at MSNBC appears to have come to an abrupt end. Insiders said it followed multiple incidents in which she repeatedly dropped inflammatory comments on air despite multiple warnings from execs at the network according to a source close to the network. Okay. So she was told, you know, that, listen, you can't be doing this. She was told, but she decided to keep going. All right, I I don't, you have, unfortunately, you do have women like this that don't like being told what to do, especially on the job. And then when something happens, they want to cry victim or they're probably doing it in private. The final straw may have, May have been cross appearance on Thursday episode of Comedy Central, Comedy Central's Hell of a Week with Charlemagne. According to a source close to the network, the source shows um, the, the show's host Charlemagne Tha God asked if roundtable guessed which state the Democrats could afford to lose in the midterms. Florida looks literally like a male anatomy of the country, so let's get rid of Florida. Cross responded, "Let's castrate Florida." Cross, who has exited MSNBC after two years, did not get a contract renewal from MSNBC Universal-owned network, the source said. Cross showed which aired from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturdays has been canceled as a result. According to the source, the new show will include a group of rotating anchors. A rep from MSNBC declined to comment. Course Cross did not immediately comment. According to the variety which first broke the news of Cross' exit, There have been speculation that the anchor's relationship with MSNBC was becoming frayed. An insider confirmed that cross-behavior did not meet the standards of the network. Of course not. Of course it didn't meet that. She thought she was on liberal media and she could act any way she wanted. No, you can't. You still have guidelines. And that was her problem. That was her issue right there. All right. And that is what basically got her in trouble. They'll they they will keep their slaves in check. They will find ways to keep their slaves in check. According to Variety, which first broke the news, cross-exit there has been speculation that Anchor's relationship with MSNC was becoming frayed. Some of Cross' other controversial remarks, including calling. The new co-host of The View, former Trump White House communications director Alyssa Farah Griffin, as a towering turncoat Trump loyalist, when speaking about the alleged Trump election interference, she was called. She called for progressives to pick up weapons and get involved in the war for the survival of the country. Pick up weapons. You want to, you know, bash people who are Trump supporters, but. You are trying to pull a January 6th yourself. Cross also characterized injuries to in the NFL as a race issue, saying to all these black men crashing into each other with a bunch of white owners, white coaches, and a complete disregard for black bodies and black life. You're trying to make this a slavery issue, but here's the thing, all right? You can't quit in slavery, these people signed on so i can't say that the nfl is slavery when you guys signed on to do this type of work slavery you don't have a choice contrary to what kanye west has to say slavery is not a choice okay talking about chattel slavery and that is what tiffany cross is trying to compare the nfl to The outspoken anchor also said white people should sit out giving their opinions on the controversy surrounding Will Smith slapping stand-up comic Chris Rock during the Academy Awards. Really? Variety reported that the network is parting ways with the anchor, who has proven popular with audiences it has sought to attract Black viewers overall, and Black viewers in particular. Usually they're attracting Black feminist viewers. That's what they're trying to attract okay but let's take a look at what uh, Megan Kelly had to say all right because uh, there's some things that Miss Cross has uh, gotten wrong all right here we go all right here we are Megan kelly blasts tiffany cross after a abrupt msnbc exit most racist person in all of television meghan kelly celebrated msnbc's decision to cut ties with controversial weekend host tiffany cross on friday referring to her to the ousted anchor as the most racist person in all of television kelly addressed cross exit from msnbc discussion during a discussion with her guest conservative radio host donna lunch on friday's episode on her cyrus m podcast the Megan kelly show Describing the decision as good news, Tiffany Cross has is the most racist person in all of television, and in particular on MSNBC. Just got fired, a gleefully Kelly said. Poor Tiffany. As the Post reported, Cross is leaving MSNBC after repeatedly making incinerate on-air remarks. Despite warnings from the network's executives, MSNBC opted not to renew her contract, ending her tenure at the left leading network for two years. Okay. After quoting the Variety Report, Kelly mentioned a few of what she described as Cross' greatest hits at MSNBC, including one instance last month when she argued that inherent racism among NFL's white owners and white coaches had led to Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagoliga to suffer a scary on-field head injury. Tangalua Tagavolia was born in Hawaii, and his parents are from the South Pacific island of Samoa, while Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins' head coach, who faced criticism for allowing the quarterback to play despite a previous head injury, is biracial. So this is what I'm talking about, you know, with Tiffany Cross. She can't get her facts straight. All right. At the time, Kelly slammed Cross as a person who's not smart and first referred to her as the most racist person on all of television for remarks about Tagliola. Kelly also mentioned that Cross had called Republican lawmakers white supremacists after Wisconsin jury acquitted Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, among other examples. Oh boy, she didn't read her facts about that either. I could give you 10 more that are way worse than any of these. Just that's just what we pulled in a simple Google search. So oh so Joy, oh Joy, Tiffany Cross is gone, Kelly said. I had to really think hard and remember who she was, Lord said. Nobody knows, Kelly reported. I mean, Tiffany Cross was reminded time and time again, and like she thought she was untouchable. And that's the thing about black women in the Democratic Party. They feel they're untouchable. I say with both parties, Republican and Democrat, with black women, they feel they're untouchable, okay, until they have the rug pulled from under them because they're doing things that are just completely dumb, okay? They think they're untouchable until something they get a rude awakening. Okay. And this is what happened with Tiffany Cross, especially when she said nonsense about Florida looking like a male anatomy. Then you're telling uh you know Democrats to pick up arms and join in this war for this country. You're pull, you're trying to incite, to incite a riot, just like Trump did with January 6th. You're bashing Trump supporters, but you're doing the same thing Trump did. Make that make sense. Make no sense at all. Okay. So let's get into a positive story right now. going to talk about Jadakiss and entrepreneurship that he's practicing. Let's get into that one minute
1: all right
2: served as a barometer for excellence in the hip hop community the juices for life owner or co-owner right cuz don't you do this with somebody else be styles no
3: yeah, my, oh co-owner yeah styles yeah, co-owner. my brother styles yeah, styles B. your
2: brother right yeah. uh anyway now, Jadakus wants to serve something else. He is the person behind your choice of coffee. Before you go grab that second cup of coffee, Jadakus is here. He just launched Kiss Cafe Coffee with his father, Bob, and his son, Jaywan. Three generations of legacy, loyalty, and the love of coffee. Nice to have you all here. Yeah, thanks,
4: thanks for you. having us. So this the first family it's venture,
1: it's because, venture because, you know, I've, I've
2: been in a, a family, family business, business and, for like 30 years. years.
3: Not mm-hmm. easy. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, this is our first. <laughs> okay. this is our first crack at it.
2: Yeah. Bob, you're laughing, right? Because you know.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I <laughs> can imagine, yeah.
2: So yeah. you've been in the coffee business a long time, Bob, right?
1: I've been, been a little more than, than 40 years, years old total, total but in a different side of the business. I was more involved in the importing and, and the commodities, commodities trading side of the business. Of the business. So right. if, uh, I imported raw, raw coffee that, that we sold, sold to, to Major, major roasting companies around the world. Around the world. So, we this this is our first venture into what we call in the industry an industry of finished product. I, was,
2: I love was, it. So, so, whose idea was that? Was that? To, to start well, I would have to it
1: say it was
3: the very guys. idea. You know, the, the parents always, you know,
2: always have the have good, the good ideas, ideas, and it's, and it's good, good that you guys ideas. listen. <laughs> um, do, do they, they
1: listen, listen to you all the time, Bob? Never. No, but really, I don't take credit for the idea. It's, you know, there's a every father, every father would, would like his son to follow, to follow in a, a business and, and uh, uh fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately depending on how you want to look at it, it his career was probably doing almost as well as, as well mine and doing, and doing what he does so i hung my hats hat on my, my grandson, grandson here think thinking that he, he would join the business, business. And, and, when when from, the business. And, and when he graduated from school he's a graduate of Clark university in atlanta and uh when, when he came, came to work, work, he wanted, wanted no part of, of that, that routine, routine clerical, clerical <laughs> office type <laughs> well, thing. Of so. it's not,
2: uh, you, you come from, from a very, you know, creative uh, family. Yeah. Yeah, I've,
3: yeah, I've been around, around though, it, though, since a baby. He gave me my first, first cup of coffee,
2: coffee so, so oh. they came together. That's that's nice. Nice. So, Jadicus, what's that's different about this coffee?
3: Oh, my dad would like to say it's not for coffee snobs. We could have made it high-end. A $50, $50 cup of, of coffee. We you just try, try to, to make, make a, a good blend for everyday coffee drinkers. We um, try, they try to, to make the blend kind of off my, person, my personality. personality. I'm accessible to, to the people. people. I'm the, I'm the people's people champ. You know, people like, like me. So man. the coffee is like, like for everyday coffee drinkers. <laughs> if you drink coffee, you'll love it. Um, it's called beijo, which means kiss in Portuguese. So
2: it's the whole kiss motif, Jada kiss motif. Yeah, right? yeah you got to
3: keep the connection somewhat. And, you know, it was just, it just felt time. In this business, everything's about timing. Felt like the right time to roll out the blend. And we finally got it after mm-hmm. a bunch of fighting and scrapping and, <laughs> and kicking. And we got, it. Yeah, we got it done. All right, listen, I, I know you brought some coffee. Yeah. All right, I, I have, have a
2: cup, cup right here. here. Give, Give me an, an idea, idea of what... I, I should, should be tasting, tasting as I'm having this. And what's the best way to, way to that have your coffee?
3: I really like it. That's, what, that's, what, that's what's good about coffee. Is it's an individual thing. You might, might like it black. It you, might might you might like it light and like it like sugars. sugars. You know, so it's an individual, quiet taste. Because
2: I, I thought I read somewhere that you like your coffee with three sugars. Yeah, Sometimes I take it light and sweet. Sometimes I'm going to the
3: gym. I'll
1: call, I'll call it John Wayne, Wayne I just drink it straight, straight
2: black. black. <laughs> <laughs> I need sugar, sugar I you need sugar, sugar, no? what, sugar. what about Bob? It, it depends on the, on the time, time of
1: day, day, actually. I mean, I it's, it's like he, he says. Coffee is a very big. individual it's, thing. It's, it's, how, it's you, how you... You know I mean? You know, ne- ne-
0: this is a beautiful thing, man. This is what... <clears throat> God forbid, you know, with the um, situation with Asians trying to get rid of not all Asians, but those who think affirmative action is hurting them, you know, this is what's going to have to happen, that Blacks are going to have to be in entrepreneurship in all fields, education and business, you know, education, restaurant, excuse me, entrepreneurship. Because if, you know, white supremacy gets its way by uh, manipulating Asians to, get the affirmative action policy dropped, then blacks will definitely not be able to get into certain um will not be able to get it to get jobs, will not be able to get work, will not be able to go to colleges. Okay. So they have to, you know, form more black colleges, go to HSBCUs. And that's what will have to happen. So this entrepreneurship is great. This is positive. This is beautiful right here. Let's continue.
1: I don't think many people remember uh, when and where they had their first cup of coffee, but I think that influences how you like it going forward. But in the morning, I'll drink milk and sugar. I, I need that caffeine shot in the afternoon. I'd like to pull a shot of espresso and a little pick me up that keeps me going through the, through the day. So. I have
2: to say I'm tasting it right now. It's, it's fantastic. It's
1: really, really good. good.
2: And it, it, it doesn't, doesn't have like, like an aftertaste, aftertaste right. which, which I like, but it, it feels strong enough, enough that, that I'm not like, like I, need I need a little, little bit more of a boost. Right. right.
1: The, the finish we finish, call, we call that, that in industry, industry. how, uh, uh the, the, the aftertaste, aftertaste that you're talking I about, mean, we, we aim for a smooth finish, no, no bitterness. It's hundred percent Arabica coffee. Of course, uh, the uh, coffee beans, beans are sourced from, from uh, Central, Central America and South America. America. Right. And as we, we said before, we set out to make a cup, cup of coffee that the masses would enjoy and a cup of, of coffee that you could drink every day without getting tired of it. Tired of, of, of course, you want, want that specialty cup periodically or whatever, or whatever that period, period is, but this is, this is, this is not this what is this we should. This fits in
2: the budget. Where do we find it,
3: Jacob? KissCafeCoffee.com
2: so you have to get it yeah. on, yes. Yeah. Are, Are you not, not selling, selling it in, in any, any of your uh juice places?
3: Not yet. We we plan on rolling out a bunch of more marketing strategies and uh the, the future, future goal is, goal is, that, is that Kiss, Kiss Cafe, Cafe brick and, and mortar spots, little cafes. Um, you know, yeah, but we we still got our fingers crossed and we, we still working it out.
2: What's going on with the music?
3: Music, I'm working on two albums right now, still,
0: but uh. Well, that's basically it right there when it comes to that. But like I said, this is uh hey, this is beautiful right here. Entrepreneurship. Okay. Especially in these hard times. Especially in these hard times right now, what we're going through. Alright. Let's get into the story about how firefighters lied. Okay About Doing a sweep Of a house that was on fire Lied and said that there was nobody there On the second floor And they lied And let A black woman's two boys Die in that fire Let's check this out It's unbelievable, man. It's really unbelievable. Michigan mother wants justice after firefighters are allowed to stay on the job after lying about searching for boys who died in a fire. Michigan mother is demanding answers and accountability after two firefighters gave an all-clear during a, f- a house fire that left both of her sons dead. Flint Fire Chief Raymond Barton found that Sergeant Daniel Shinoki and Michael Zoltek completed false reports about what occurred in in the Memorial Day weekend fire. They claimed to have searched the second floor of the home where the bodies of Zaire Mitchell 12 and Lamar Mitchell 9 were discovered by two firefighters crucial six minutes later. The chief recommended that the two white firefighters be fired, but one resigned and the other was suspended for two weeks and received additional search and rescue training before returning to the job. That must burn that mother. The boy's mother, Crystal Cooper, took her fight for the <clears throat> took her fight for justice to the Flint City Council on October 19th. Cooper said she wants the firefighters who neglected to search for her sons to face criminal charges. They were later carried out of the home by two black firefighters. Both boys died days later after being airlifted to Detroit Children's Hospital. They committed a crime for them to say that they searched the house and they really didn't search the house for them to be suspended with pay. They weren't dealt with properly, Cooper told the city council. No, they weren't. Zaire and Lamar were the only occupants in their home when the fire started on May 28th. The boys were suspend were spending the weekend at their father's home. A witness reported seeing smoke billowing from the side of the residential structure and there was a possible entrapment, according to 911 audio obtained by ABC 12. According to the account at the city council meeting, someone reported walked, reportedly walked into the fire station where the smoke from the house could be seen about 200 feet away. Firefighters made the first call. Fire marshals later determined that the blaze was caused by faulty wiring and the home did not have working fire detectors. Singlaki and Zoltik were the first ones to respond to the fire and called off the rescue efforts after performing an initial sweep of the home. They wrote in their report that they entered the doorway of the bedroom where the children were found and used a thermal imaging camera to scan the room. The results were negative. However, the firefighter, whose team found the boys after moving an air conditioning vent, told the chief that there was no way Singlaki and Zoltik entered the bedroom where the victims were found and missed them. The first boy was found to the immediate left of the entrance of the room, and the other was on the bed. Barton wrote in the department's final investigative report that Sinalsi and Zoltek knowingly made false reports in their incident write-ups. Their actions or inactions arise arise to the disobedience according to the FF, F, FFD rules, regulations, and as such, their actions have impeded, injured, and hindered the progress, welfare, efficiency, and good name of the department. Some Flint council members and community members believe that Flint Mayor Sheldon Neely overruled the chief's recommendations to terminate the firefighters and that he has conspired with the city attorney to keep his involvement secret. Council members drilled Flint Human Resources Director Eddie Smith about why the city did not terminate the firefighters. Smith told the council that the final decision was made before the personal files made it to his desk. Councilman Eric Mays said the mayor was the only one who could have given the order. Community activist Arthur Woodson claims the mayor <clears throat> tried to keep the, this incident under wraps after until after election season. Cooper said an attorney she hired to help with the incident, a supporter of the mayor asked for her to do the same. Mr. Neely said it would be a political suicide if he let out that two young black boys were in the house and it was two white firefighters that gave an all clear and those young boys were in that house for six minutes, six minutes, Woodson said. Need to be fired, the mayor too. Put the mayor up for, for investigation and have him go to jail as well. Councilwoman Tonya Burns claims the mayor and his people went after the boy's family on social media because the home did not have smoke detectors. The family deserves closure, Burns said. However, representatives for the city have denied that the mayor or any other elected official affect the outcome of the investigation, all the discipline imposed, in a statement to MLive, the Flint Journal. The local firefighter union has accused the chief of making Stanowski and Zoltek scapegoats for not going into the small room with extreme heat and low visibility, the Flint Journal reports. The Flint council members voted unanimously to launch an independent investigation into the fire and disciplinary actions against Stanowski and Zoltec on October 19th. Can't get my kids back, nothing can bring them back, Cooper said. But I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Yeah, all right. They're spending time with the father. I think the father should be brought up on charges too. Why isn't there smoke detectors in your in your apartment? <clears throat> Makes sense, but these two firefighters have to go to jail. End of discussion. They have to go to jail life life sentence this is an excusable life sentence utter nonsense here utter nonsense i mean i would like it if you know they had an all-black fire department Maybe you could keep this from happening. But that would mean that, you know, a lot of things would have to be put together for that. Don't get me wrong, you have affluent black communities. But Flint, Michigan has so many problems. So many problems. Okay. That is, uh, that they have to deal with.
1: Okay. So now we're going
0: to deal with the uh, Brittany Griner situation. So, White House demands Britney Griner's release after failed appeal in sham proceeding. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's pretty much how 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 are you gonna? What do you have to negotiate with the Russians to get her out? What do you have that equals high, having you know? You're going to let out, who are you going to exchange for Brittany Renner? Who do you have? Brittany Griner will be in prison in Russia for at least eight years following a recent court ruling. Griner's attorney filed an appeal in August against her nine-year conviction, but a Russian court rejected it on Tuesday, October 26. Meanwhile, in the U.S., the White House released a statement doubling down on their support. With the release of the WNBA star. We are aware of the news out of Russia that Britney will continue to be wrongfully detained under intolerable circumstances after having to undergo another sham judicial proceeding today. President Biden has been very clear that Britney should be released immediately. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, Released for what? She broke the law in Russia. She had no business bringing it. She played in Russia. She knows the rules. What? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. She knows the rules. She knows what goes on in Russia. She's played there for a long period of time, man. Following Britney's conviction in August, President Biden released a similar statement. The president said the nine year sentence was a reminder that Russia is wrongfully detaining Britney. A sentiment turned official declaration in May. Earlier this month, Greiner's lawyer, Alexander D. Bokkov, declared his client has not been in a good condition. She supposedly spends most of her day in small holding with two cell inmates. Guards allow her time in a small courtyard at the colony once a day. At the time, Alexander revealed Britney was afraid of having to serve the entire sentence. As previously reported, Britney was detained at Moscow airport. After officials discovered two vape cartridges containing cannabis oil, the 32-year-old pled guilty in July, but stood firm that she had no intent to smuggle drugs, as the prosecutors claimed. Griner doubled down on her innocence while speaking to the court during closing arguments. I never hurt anybody. I never meant to be in put, never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws. Griner told the court, "I made an honest mistake. I hope that in your ruling, it doesn't end my life here." I'm sorry, but in Russia, so what? You're an American. You played in Russia for a good amount of time, so you know the laws. Don't play stupid. You know the laws. Or worse, you played there, and you never took the time to know the laws at all. That's even worse. Despite Griner's statement, a U.S. doctor's letter recommending medical cabinets to Britney and a clean doping test, the judge still ruled in the prosecution's favor, in addition to nine years in penal colony, the Russian court fined the athlete about 6,300 or 1 million rubles. While the ruling upheld sentence, the court did grant Griner a small win with time served. According to the Associated Press, each of Griner's pretrial detention days will count as 1.5 days off of her sentence. In total, she's looking at eight years in prison. White House confirms talks with Russia to free American prisoners. In Monday's statement, the White House admitted to reaching out to Russia through every available channel to bring Brittany and other wrongfully detained Americans like Paul Whelan home. The president has demonstrated that he's willing to go extraordinary lives and make tough decisions to bring Americans home. His administration has done it successfully from countries around the world. The administration remains in regular touch with representatives of the families, and we continue to admire their courage in the face of these unimaginable circumstances, the National Security Advisor says. Cheryl Grenner is in the fight of, of her life to bring home her wife, Brittany Grenner, who has been sentenced to nine years. She fears the worst. I don't know if there's anything left in her tank to continue to wake up every day and be in a place where she has no one. Look, she broke the law there. They're not going to care if you're an American. They don't care. They really don't care. And that's what a lot of people need to understand. This isn't a race issue. You broke the law there. Just because you're an American doesn't mean you get... Their laws are different from our laws. Here, you get a slap in the wrist with certain things. Over there, no. Straight up, tough love. And that's how it is. There's nothing you can say about that. At all So people could go off And cry about it And say whatever they want But in reality This is what happens Okay This is what happens When you go over there And you think you could break the law And you played basketball there For a long period of time So you're not innocent We got real problems in America, and they're worrying about Brittany. Yeah. And they don't have anybody to bargain with her. What you're gonna give what? Victor Bout, the merchant of death for the merchant of death. All right, an arms dealer for a basketball player. Think about this. Arms dealer, basketball player. How is that an even trade? It's not. Should probably get it be executed in Asia yeah. Asian Middle East, they don't play. They they, they 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 sentenced some guy to death for um he was married and he was in China and he had a girlfriend in China. Didn't tell the girlfriend that he was married. She found out she wanted to leave, he wanted to talk to her again, and then he killed her. Now he's he's sentenced to death. You can't be mad at that dude I mean I'm, you can't be mad at China I'm sorry you can't be mad at China he went over there he tried to have what some Muslims do some Muslims when they want more than one wife they will have one wife in one country and one wife in the other and they try that's how they, That's how some of them do okay and that's what he did alright and um, he paid the price for that that woman wasn't with it instead of letting it go he decides to kill to delete her now China's gonna delete him China um, they don't play and they're especially harsh with their own citizens there was a guy who was um, the head of the department of food and drug in China and he took bribes and products that came from China end up killing people overseas so guess what China did to him they made an example out of him they sentence him to death. America really has to stop, you know. The entitlement is is crazy. She's whoever Britney's partner is, they're gonna have to find a new wife. New partner. Okay. Now for the fanboys of Elon Musk. We gotta uh, we, we 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 have to talk about this. We have to talk about this dude. All right. Because he is not somebody that is uh that is for everybody. He, let me put it this way. He's basically the evil version of Tony Stark. If you want to know who Tony Stark would be like in real life, you have to picture Elon Musk. Except you know he's evil, but uh, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about him. Hold on a minute, yep. Let's get into it. Here we are. Satanic Elon Musk with WEF World Economic Forum to usher in a digital reset. That's right, buddy. Everybody's saying like, well, it's so great that, you know, Elon Musk is taking over Twitter. But this is the same guy who said the term Nazi isn't what you think it means. And he did help Ukraine, Nazi Ukraine, with Wi-Fi by having his own, by letting them use his satellite Starlink. Okay. This is the guy who's everybody's rooting for. All right, Elon Musk has a genius PR. Is a genius for PRs. He seems to be on the front page of every newspaper around the world every day. He builds electric cars, sends rockets to Mars, has ten children, is the richest man in the world, and says dumb things on Twitter, and then buys the platform. But who is really Elon Musk? Is he really going to bring free speech back to the internet? And what is his agenda? The world's richest man was pictured wearing a satanic-themed outfit, arriving at Heidi Klum's Halloween party with his mother, Mae Musk. That's what he's wearing. The red and black outfit worn by Musk has completed his $44 billion takeover of Twitter this week, featured an image of Bahamut carved into the, into the chest plate with an upside-down cross between its horns. May must seem completely at ease with her son wearing a satanic outfit. After all, she has her own history of satanic-themed outfits and blatant luminous symbolism, and this is what she has done. Look, take a look. This is what she's done. Can't say it's a conspiracy because most of them do it. Despite dropping hints about who he serves, Must still has a legion of fans who believe he somehow stands outside of the corrupt system. Surely they say he's not one of them. Um, Check into what I said about, well, it's it's in the playlist. You're going to have to dig, but you're going to have to look up what Elon Musk said about company towns. Look it up. Look what he said up about company towns. And he wants to bring that back. Okay, look up what he said. Actually, look up the history of company towns and tell me if that's a good idea that you would want to have. According to Musk fans, his purchase of Twitter is set to usher in a glorious new era where freedom of speech is respected on the Internet and enshrined as a right as it should be under the Constitution. They sound like Trump supporters. You might have noticed Twitter users, including some large accounts, test the waters immediately after Musk bought the the platform, tweeting out direct references to banned subjects, hoping to find evidence that Musk's new policies had already taken effect but these fanboys are destined to have their hearts broken and their dreams sold down the river. Now that he has completed the purchase of the platform, he dubbed himself chief twit. Elon Musk is taken off his mask rather than turning Twitter into a free speech platform. Musk has immediately bowed to the globalist elite and has indicated that he will crack down even more harshly than his predecessors on so-called hate speech. And he will operate a zero tolerance policy on content deemed offensive by a select group of moderators. Let's face it, we all know what hate speech means. It's, an easy, it's any speech not endorsed and celebrated by the globalist elite. It's a way to silence dissent and control the herd. On Tuesday, Musk revealed that a small group of far-left civil society leaders, including the Anti-Defamation League, will be given tools to ban users and delete content that they deem to be hateful. Take a look at how few people liked Moss' tweet account announcing the news that the ADL will be involved in Twitter censorship. Here's one person. We're staying vigilant against attempts to manipulate conversations about the 2022 U.S. midterms. Read on for independent analysis of our team's work. Happy one week before the midterms. Here's a report we just put out on six networks that Twitter released to outside researchers. Five of the six had a fair bit to say. About American politics, including the election, their varied bit take, the bit um the varied fake dem and fake Republican perspectives. EI internship um partnership. To put it in perspective, Musk's tweets usually receive hundreds of thousands or even more likes. Musk is also backpedaling on his promise to unban controversial users such as Alex Jones, Donald Trump, and Milo Yiannopoulos, and said he no longer believes that individuals who were deplatforming for violating to the rules should be allowed back until the ADL has reviewed their case. See what I mean? See what I mean? He ready? Backtrack. Look, this man is (laughs) this man is a snake. Okay, he does things for his own benefit and he serves other people. All right. Here's a tweet from Musk. Twitter will not allow anyone who was deplatformed for violating Twitter's rules back onto the platform until we have a clear process of doing so, which will take at least a few more weeks. Apparently, those who have been deplatformed by Twitter need to cool their jets for a few weeks more. But this is the ADL we're talking about. They They make snoops look like a paragons of common sense, moderation, and decency. Let's face it. In siding with the ADL, Musk has decided to protect his $44 billion investment and kowtow to the global elite. Pretty much, Elon Musk people are no better than Jack Dorsey's. One of Musk's senior employees tasked with overseeing moderation on Twitter, Yael Roth, has a history of calling Republicans Nazis and posting anti-Trop content on the platform. For those who have been paying attention to what, has really been going on behind the scenes, Musk's behavior should come to no surprise. In reality, Musk is a long way from the self-made independent maverick he portrays himself to be. Many people don't realize that in 2008, Musk was a World Economic Forum young global leader, bowing and scraping to the globalist elite along with Emmanuel Macron, Jacinda Ardern, and Justin Trudeau all of whom went on to become far-left authoritarians as prime ministers and presidents in the World Economic Forum-infiltrated countries. While Musk is determined to have this information removed from the internet, the fact he was once affiliated with the World Economic Forum should come to no surprise. Musk shares many of Klaus Schwab's nefarious goals, including microchipping children and drilling chips into human brains. Unlike other billionaires, and young global leaders, Musk has not prepared, appeared at Davos or allowed himself to be photographed with Schwab. Musk supporters claim this is evidence he has since turned his back on the WEF. But there's plenty of evidence to suggest Musk is still firmly on the inside of the WEF and his fronts as free-wheeling capitalist tech-knocking is part of the double-agent rules to manipulate the masses on social media. Musk's present-day popularity comes from his talent for playing the classroom clown on social media, entertaining the masses. But if you scratch the surface, Musk appears to be a subversive globalist frontman, inserting himself into popular cultures as the Pied Piper figure. More of the story, beware of false prophets, especially false prophets who come wearing upside down crosses. But that's basically what it is, man. It's kind of like with President Obama, you know, a lot of black people were just happy that it was a black face becoming president they couldn't see what he was really about they were just happy he was a black president and if any black person ever tried to question Obama who he was what he stood for they were crucified for it okay and I see the same thing with Elon Musk you dare criticize Elon Musk you're criticized for it, conspiracy theorists. You don't know what you're talking about. I mean, people are in love with symbolism. I'm sorry, that's what it is. Because he has money, you know, he banged um, what Amber Amber Heard. That's what it is. Drives a Tesla. He's rich. He's the man. No. The man still is with the global elites. He's still with the left. Okay. He sided with Ukraine. Ukraine is neo-Nazi land. It still bugs me that people still support him. Still support Ukraine too. Even though there's more information coming out every day. About Ukraine being Nazis. All right. And Joe Biden is just basically draining our weapon supplies here in America. Ukrainian military is basically destroyed right now. Basically destroyed. And now Ukraine has to depend on mercenaries. Hiring terrorists like Al Qaeda and ISIS. Also having mercenaries from the United States and other countries to take the place of the dead Ukrainian soldiers. They just sent that they have sent practically to slaughter because all the money and the aid and the weapons that were supposed to go to Ukraine barely got there, didn't get there at all. No serial numbers on the weapons, so you can't trace them. So it's off in the black market somewhere sold to some terrorist cell that's what's happening let me show you some stuff about uh, what's going on there let me let me let me go on my little place here uh, here we go here we go show you some things here got some
3: things to show you up here. Here we go.
0: Let me show you what goes on here. Absolutely insane, man.
3: Hold on.
0: Let's see if you guys get it. Yep, you guys are getting it. Prepare to be amazed. Okay, so... This is what we have here. So Ukrainian neo-Nazis. It looks like the tables have flipped. The Ukrainian Bandera-loving medic is boiling over the fact that the local civilians have completely looted out an apartment where Ukrainian military men were hiding... Oh, man. (laughs) The locals have robbed our apartment and stole absolutely everything. The clothes, the generator, the medical supplies, the the wankers. I hate them. They left us without warm clothes. They've even stole my (laughs) bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. (laughs) This is what happens when you let Ukrainian refugees into your homes. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing, man. All right. I'll read it over again. Are Ukrainian love, a Ukraine bandera, um, step bandera. Cause yeah, that's the person that has molded the minds of the Ukrainians to be racist, to be anti-Semitic, to be killing people who are, not, who are, um, you know, killing people who are not like them, you know, white supremacy Nazis. This is what happens to people when they take in Ukrainian refugees. Okay. A Ukrainian pande- um, bandera loving medic is boiling over the fact that the local civilians have completely looted our, our apartment where Ukrainian military men are were hiding. Locals have robbed our apartment and stole absolutely everything: the clothes, the generator, the medical supplies, the wankers. I hate them. They left us without warm clothes. They stole my panties. What kind of <laughs> what kind of people are they? They steal from the medics. Don't worry, Mina. You don't need to go looking for the panty fetish. Soon, the European taxpayers will send you new panties, generators, and anything to keep the Nazi right rolling. This is what they do, man. This is what they do. All right. Here's something else Kanye was removed from Madame Tussaud Wax Museum for anti Semitism, but Hitler is still there. Nothing makes sense anymore. That's the thing. And Kanye was, uh, Kanye was for Hitler. This is what's going on, man. This is what's going on here. Can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Okay. There's two explanations here. One, cancel culture. Two, glorification of Nazism and the globalists the globalists are preparing the world to be normalized to normalize nazis and that's what's going on because they are they're you know when you talk about this it's like whatever it's like so what's nazi it's like they want it to be normalized a lot of people it's like they don't want to talk about this this is what's going on this is how the ukrainian nazis mocked the monument erected on the common grave of 54,000 Jews murdered near Bongdovich by the Nazi occupiers and their Bandera collaborators. There is no Nazism in Ukraine. Right. Sure. That's what they keep trying to say. All right. Last month, we wrote about Azov Nazi With the call sign. All right. Lockhart, where he posted a video of a torture of a Russian POW. Wow. This Azov Nazi law cult or Nikolay Fedo I don't care, I can't pronounce that name, now hides his face but continues to torture people. This time he tortures Russian speaking civilians, and then he takes pictures with them. You hear that? Torturing Russian speaking civilians. then takes pictures with them. Anton Rockto and his 88K as of Nazi unit are truly human scumbags. Okay. Glory to our white... Hold on one second. This guy's... Look at this. This is the human rights abuses. This is what they're talking about. Glory to our nations. Death to our enemies. Glory to our white, clean, pure Slavic race. Ukraine is the holy land of the white human race. Yeah, this is is what our government is supporting. This is what our government is supporting since 2014. For eight years... The U.S. government has supported Nazis. Ukraine, an absolute normal day in the theater, in a Nazi performance. Seventy years ago, Ukrainians were the German Nazi underdogs. They collaborated in the Holocaust, probably more than any other European nation. And today, normal Ukrainians can't help but to repeat the old Nazi slogans of their genocidal grandparents. This what they do. I'm going to try and see if I could play the uh, audio. Is there audio?
4: SLAVA NACIY! NAI TURALA! SLAVA NACIY! NAI SLAVA NACIY BILIY, CHISTIY, SLOWYANSKI NACIY! UKRAINA SWIĆN... На земля білих людей. Слава наті! Слава нашій білій чистій слов'янській нації! Україна священна земля білих людей.
0: Слава нації! That's what they about, man. That is what they are about. Okay. Rico Chavez from the Macedo de Calvaros, Portugal, spent too much time on Telegram and let us know he's in a foreign land where he returns to Portugal. He will meet the Fabula squad. He claims to be. ISIS vet So he obviously volunteered With YBS Now he's in Ukraine with He got upset When we posted his commander Taurus As dead I guess Nazar is now their leader and They're all doing the Nazi salute This is what they're doing They're doing the Nazi salute This is what they're doing Again This is where our tax dollars are going to these Nazis, what they doing? Insane, man, it's insane. Okay. Portuguese mercenary of the Capatia 6th Battalion talks about the passion for Nazism and the murder of Russians in Ukraine. On the evening of November 6th, the Portuguese mercenary Rico Chávez went over with alcohol with Ukrainian colleagues and went to fight in the comments with subscribers of the track, uh, track a Nazi Merc channel. Between incoherent insults to the Russian people and the leadership of Russia and empty threats to crack down on all subscribers of the channel, a drunken militant of the Carpathian Sikh Battalion not only confessed his sympathy for Nazism but also revealed the location of the battalion in the near real. <laughs> God. Oh God! All these people are stupid. Oh. Yes, I'm Nazi. What
2: you, probably, motherfucker? I'm like the fight. I'm killed all Russian in Ukraine. Yes, I'm in civil in civilian house in the front line, motherfucker. I'm not a soldier in NATO. You understand? I'm karpaskasich But I'm killed too much Russian, motherfucker. Oh, man, I'm staying four years in Kurdistan. You understand? The ideology is Kurdish. is, is not communist motherfuckers.
0: Yes. Can't make this stuff up. You drunk and... <laughs> you got your Ukrainian soldiers killed and you're getting mercenaries that are getting themselves killed. You can't make this up, man. You can't make this up. This is just clown crap, clown crap. These, ah, oh, Ukrainians are terrible, man. It just, I don't know, man. It just, it would be comedy if it wasn't tragic. That's how I see it, man. Comedy if it just wasn't so damn tragic. Let's see more. Let me see. What else we got here?
1: yeah okay
3: let's see I got some more. let's see what you got. Hold oh, up one second. Let's scroll in.
0: Oh, So Let's see. What else is here? What
3: else? All
0: right. Let's see this. Okay, Ukrainian neo-Nazis. Why the F is this be telling me what language I should speak? A staff member of Ukrainian in the shop told a woman in Odessa that she must not speak Russian. It didn't go so well as she thought. Why are these language Nazis forcing people to speak a foreign language in a city where 90% of the population speaks Russian? This is what's going on. This, This is what is going on in Ukraine. The utter nonsense. Remember what I told you about how the weapons barely get to Ukraine and how these soldiers are just dying? Let's hear what he got to say. Let's hear what this guy got to say.
2: The on the offensive. Два дня подряд, мы в таком минусе находимся, около города, как все знают, где-то. Паловка уже взята, 72 друга бригада отошла, фланга в нас немає. Нас кривч, безбожно. Я не
0: знаю, что
2: Агес, пехота наступає цілий день, два дня подряд. Ми в такому мінусі находимся, коло єго, якщо ви знаєте, де це. Палувка вже взята, 72-га бригада отошла, фланга в нас немає. Наскрить безбожного. Я не знаю, що
0: People getting destroyed up there, man. Just destroyed.
3: Ain't got a damn thing to <sighs> just...
2: uh-uh.
0: Okay, i have this one now. Kardrov publishes proof that Ukrainian Nazis are using forbidden cluster munition. Ukraine keeps on committing war crimes and using forbidden munitions, but we don't see this on Western media, Kardrov says.
2: As non-white human, uh-huh. this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, what are
0: you talking about? You I mean when I, um, when I talked about when the guy was talking about glory to the white Nazi race?
2: Иголки, которые выкидывает град кассетный боеприпас, и идет поражение противника сверху вниз. Товарищи наши братья с Украины любят использовать такие штуки. Это запрещенка, да? Конечно, запрещенка. Это является по конвенциям, по всем нормальным конвенциям, запрещенным боеприпасом. Товарищи хохлы пользуются с большим успехом.
0: Окей. Another eight hundred thousand refugees will flee Ukraine this winter. UNICEF warns: three hundred and fifty a month payment to Brits opening their homes to Ukrainians faces the axe. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to pay that crap. <laughs> oh, they do not want to pay that, man. They ain't trying to pay that. Oh man. Oh man. Oh. Okay. UNICEF, all right, hold up. Over 8,000 new refugees would flee Ukraine. Uh, um, this winter. to experts warn, just as Rishi Yunk government are said to be considering acts in the UK scheme to home them. <laughs> UNICEF, which provides humanitarian and development aid to children worldwide, said desperate families will continue to leave their, leave their thousands to escape Putin's invasion. But the warning comes Amid fifty billion black hole found in Britain's finances that Sunak and Chancellor Jeremy Hunt are desperately to fill <laughs> I mean these people probably heard horror stories of what has happened to other people who have taken in Ukrainian refugees okay let me let me show you something here Hold on. let me show you something right here. This lady, all she did was ask a Ukrainian refugee who was staying at her home to wash the dishes. And this is what happened. This is what happened. You wanna talk about ungrateful? You wanna talk about ungrateful? Ukrainian refugee reported mother who took her into the police for making her do the dishes before detectives opened a modern slavery investigation and grilled her for hours. An NH mental health specialist who took in a refugee was reported for modern day slavery after she asked her guests to help out more with the dishes. Didn't lock her up in a basement, okay? Didn't sex traffic her. All she did was ask this refugee. To help do the dishes Help around the house more That's it Hannah Debenham 42 of Ickfield, East Sussex Was under investigation for two months Following the accusation Before the case was dropped this week When no evidence was found The mother of two was asked To voluntarily attend Eastbourne Police Station Where she was questioned By a modern day slavery inspector which she branded the worst experience of my life. Officers also spent two hours at her home with her husband. Detective Chief Inspector Gavin Patch of Sussex Police defended his force action today, telling Mail Online the investigation was expedited as quickly as possible, adding that it takes any report of slavery very seriously the refugee a mother who cannot be named for legal reasons complained to police that she was expected to clean up and tidy up the house for a little to no money under the guise of the ukrainian settlement scheme according to the police report Ms. demon told mail online it was just devastating we wanted we just wanted to help if i was charged i could would have had to declare that that and it would have been a permanent impen- it would have been a permanent impediment to my career. They also spoke to my husband and told him that I could face life in prison if I was found guilty. Wow. I've been an NHA's mental health specialist for 15 years, and I've often worked with people with severe mental illness supporting their needs in police custody, and this is happening to me. It was the worst experience of my life. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, boy. Still technical difficulty. One second.
1: All right. Get it. All
0: right. Hold on one second it's not showing got to keep going the show has to go
3: on all right here we are
0: okay so here we are all right Scores of Britons were also left out of the pockets, delays to their $350 payments promised by the government for each refugee family taken in. Yeah, I think the British government stiffed them. Mail Online previously reported how some Britons felt that they had been duped, like I said, by non-vulnerable Ukrainians. But one refugee, Ludmilla Zolson, said it was the UK host who cannot understand their visitors as they have never fled from war lady all she asked you was to do the dishes it's not that serious okay you're not there anymore you're here you're living under someone's roof it's time to earn your keep like i said she's not chained up in a basement somewhere she's not being sex trafficked she has nothing to complain about and a lot of um a lot of people who have taken in immigrant ukrainian immigrants have regretted it I remember there was a video of a woman who took in, a Ukrainian uh, refugee, and that person ended up burning her house down. Another Ukrainian refugee broke up a, a family home. She slept with the with uh, with the woman's husband that took her in. Okay, another one who was a single mother. Okay, came to Ireland. And she decides that she's going to start tricking, leaves her kid with the Irish tar- caretaker, and she starts tricking Cars lined of, lines of cars in front of her home. This is a single mother from Ukraine, war-torn Ukraine, you start to do prostitution. this is why people in Ireland are pissed off and they don't want to deal with having these Ukrainian refugees in their place in their country meanwhile you have Irish people who are homeless and they can't get housing people are going to get fed up with this and they're going to turn on Ukraine and especially their government leaders who are giving them billions of dollars to Nazis and you see how the Ukrainian refugees are acting when they come to new lands they think they run the place. They think they're entitled to things. They think European nations, nations around the world owe them something. Miss Debenhams' saga began when she was when she and her husband, who also work in the NHS, were looking for a U-pair to work in their 8-home, eight 8-bedroom home. Eight bedroom home. They settled upon the profile of a Ukrainian woman in her 30s who claimed she was also an English teacher and reached out to her to see if she would be a good fit. According to Ms. Debham, they, they came to an agreement that would allow the teacher and her 10-year-old daughter to stay with them, a single mom, on the basis that she would perform babysitting duties for two to three days a week, which was she would be paid $200. Ms. Debham filled out the paperwork via the Home for Ukraine scheme, which she said was accepted remarkably quickly. Upon their arrival in June, Ms. Demham set about preparing them for a life in the UK, in the UK, helping them sort out benefits, bank accounts, and school and a school place for the girl. This is a single mother from war-torn Ukraine, and she's acting ungrateful. First couple of weeks, the honeymoon period was fine. Ms. Demham recalled, but they did not clear up they did not clean up after themselves. The amount of dishes to be done quickly doubled. The mother used um, the mother used a new glass every time she got a glass of water or drink. For example, I explained to her that she needed to help out more. We even showed her how to use the dishwasher. I understand that she was in a terrible situation, having fled from her country and after losing her friends to the war. But things do not, but things did not improve. The mother then had an argument after Mr. Debenham was unable to drive her guests to an appointment. As she was driving from home. She slammed the door on me, Miss Demon recalled, I just thought, wow, how could she treat me this way? I had driven her to so many doctors and benefits appointments, but I explained to her that she just had to respect that I work and I cannot always be available to drive her. The entitlement. This came to a head when the Ukrainian mother took Miss Demon's five-year-old son with her to visit the nearby school. When the boy told her that he needed the toilet, she allegedly instructed him to use the open field next to the playground, whipping his bottom with leaves. Our house was just two minutes away. And why could she not ask someone at the school if he could use the toilet? She was shocked that I was upset and said she would not have told me if she knew I would be reacted this way. I felt I could no longer fully trust her with my children and we decided that the arrangement was no longer working for us. I told her that, she, that when her benefits came through, she could find someone else to someone uh, somewhere else to live. Just days later, Ms. Demhen claimed she received a call from her Ukrainian guest while at work, and she told her that she was leaving. Moments later, the police officer arrived at the home, asking to speak with Ms. Demhen. They phoned her and told her that she had been accused of slavery. Officers spent two hours speaking to her husband at the property before later grilling her for an hour and a half at the station. A police report. Seen by Mail Online, said the Ukrainian mother had alleged she was made to work most days looking after the children and expected to clean up and tidy up the house. It alleged that she was being used as a slave and full time child minder for little to, no, little to no pay under the disguise of assisting her in the Ukrainian settlement scheme. Charges were never brought against Ms. Demon as the police found no evidence to support the claim. The Ukrainian mother did not respond to Mail Online's request for comment. Ms. Demon added. Since they arrived in Ukraine, and I'm sorry, since they arrived in the UK and whilst living with us, I believe we and the local school gave them more than the essentials. Securing school for her daughter, the school secured a full-time teacher assistant just for her daughter as she did not speak English. Us arranging play dates to help her daughter settle in school, taking them to the outings in the park and beach, barbecue with friends, encouraging the mom to find local jobs and helping rebuild her future. I'm surprised that none of these stories are making mainstream media. But in return, she put me through a lot of stress as I was investigated by the police, which took two months, but is thankfully now closed. as I did not find any evidence of her allegation. <clears throat> so now we never. So now we never I see whenever I see a Ukrainian flag in this country. I can't help but feel anger for the people who have no gratitude, no care, and no respect for people like me who was naive and thought I could make this world a better place. If I could help by inviting them to live in our home. You read the article more for yourself, but this right here is is—it's madness. It is sheer madness because these people are entitled. These people want a way of trying to manipulate others. All right? This is how they are. This is how they think. And it's scary because a lot of people don't know about this. They don't know about Ukraine. They don't know about these how these people work. And people are always saying, excuse me. They're always saying that, oh, you know, we got to help Ukraine. Oh, you know, these people are poor. They're they're, they're suffering. Are they really? Look what they do to people's homes. I've heard so many stories about this. How they abuse people, all right, and play victim. Just like the Ukrainians play victim, all right. You want to blow up Crimea Bridge and now you're suffering. Now all of a sudden you're the victim. You do Hail Hitler salutes and you think that's okay. You think that's perfectly fine. But when you get called out on it, oh, we're not Nazis. You don't know what you're talking about. We're victims victims asking for billions of dollars any chance you get See some more stuff here. I'm gonna go back to that site. Going back to that site. That's what I'm gonna do. It's sad, man, because it's just uh, people are so brainwashed, literally brainwashed when it comes to this. And they won't wake up till it's too late. They won't. How Zelensky really works while conflict is going on. I'm filming another Netflix show episode with David Letterman. So you got conflict going on and you're filming TV shows. In your own your homeland's being blown to bits, and you're filming T V shows. So does David Letterman. Now, this is a Ukrainian soldier just captured. Ukrainian soldier gets captured for Nazi tattoos. Is
2: what you do? А на спине что написано? Не смотри
1: меня вслед. Что обозначает? Отресал его. Зачем резал? Держи, держи, ручь.
3: Боялся, что бить буду.
1: Когда? При каких обстоятельствах разрезал?
3: Это в новой кахолке было. Не пробовал. За что сидел?
2: Тяжкие телесные. А на спине что написано? Не
1: смотри меня вслед. Что обозначает? Отресал его. Зачем резал?
2: Держи, держи, руки.
1: Боялся, что бить буду. Когда? В каких обстоятельствах разрезал? Это в новой кахолке
3: было.
0: Показывай. Our tax dollars, man. When they come over here, they get help from the Republicans and the Democrats. I told you about how uh, Azov Battalion came to Washington, D.C. Capitol and they got support from the Republicans.
4: 6 Reasons Why Ukraine Should Not Join NATO In Italy, Mario lives a normal life, and he is used to eating pasta with wine at the restaurant for dinner. Now let's imagine what will happen if Ukraine joins NATO. Mario's wine and pasta money will go to rebuilding Ukraine's military infrastructure. An ordinary German retired person receives a pension of 1,500 euros a month. If Ukraine joins NATO, part of his money will go to nuclear security at the borders, and he will get 30% less. Speaking of statistics, in the Corruption Perceptions Index 2021, Ukraine ranks 122nd out of 180 countries after one look at the graph it is clear that the level of corruption in ukraine is getting higher every year accordingly if ukraine joins nato the europe will face the requirement to tackle corruption and numerous other economic problems in ukraine which are thriving in the country Healthcare systems in Europe barely cover their costs. The average person in France sees a dentist four times a year. Fair use, fair use. Are covered by health insurance. If Ukraine joins NATO, the money for medical care in Europe will be used for weapons.
0: I I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Why uh, Ukraine shouldn't join NATO. European security and defense colleagues doesn't seem to share the notion of Ukraine joining NATO. It is amusing and terrifying at the same time to see how Ukraine is being played by the sneaky European politicians. The only thing that the video forgot to mention is that Ukraine joining NATO will eventually lead to nuclear annihilation of every member of the state of alliance. And there's been a threat of nuclear war. We're getting threats of it a lot. Okay, all right, right, guy here. Um, soldiers of the Russian Federation Armed Forces discovered symbols of the third right on the positions of armed forces of Ukraine, and of course, there is no Nazism in Ukraine. Look at this.
2: Да вот оно, вот оно.
0: no, no nazism in right no one, Ukraine, right? Let's
2: take a помоги как покажи, покажи, братан. Да вот оно, вот оно. Вот Вот оно. Други куда Всем привет. Мы все нормально. Все хорошо. ну помогите. Покажи, покажи, братан. А вот она, вот оно, Вот оно, Ну, all right.
0: Okay. I don't know what else to tell you, man. But isn't the uh, my last live stream last content that I will put up article sorry it's about Piper Lewis this is aggravating because cardi B you know she drugged and robbed men and she doesn't have to pay those men back And she's guilty. She's not a victim. She's guilty. Piper Lewis was sexually assaulted and killed the man who did this to her. And she has to pay back the family of that man who violated her. That's insane. Complete and utter madness. Truly is. Let's check this out. One second. I don't know what's going on. All right, here we
1: go. Her accused rapist has escaped custody. According to officials with the Iowa Department of Corrections, Hyper Lewis, a sex trafficking victim who was convicted of killing her accused rapist has escaped custody. According to officials with the Iowa Department of Corrections, Lewis walked away from the Fresh Start Women's Center in Des Moines shortly after 6 a.m. yesterday morning without authorization. She was able to cut off her ankle monitor before leaving the facility. Now, this is the first time she's escaped and there's currently a warrant out her arrest as police are trying to locate her whereabouts.
0: I honestly hope that you know she you know that she escapes. I honestly hope that for her. I really do because that isn't it isn't fair. It isn't right. Okay, what happened? Sorry about that right there. It's not right for her to have to endure a sentence for something that is not her fault. Something that she had no control over. And you're trying to punish her. That had nothing to do about her. She didn't try, she wasn't a prostitute. She was kidnapped into this type of lifestyle. And she killed the guy, and now she has to be punished for it. type of country we live in is a joke it's sad to say it's an utter joke and it seems like the Iowa state that she lives in it seems like it's for sex trafficking that's what I'm seeing here. You want her to pay a fine to the family of a man that raped her? An Iowa sex trafficking victim who killed a rapist and was sentenced to probation in September, escaped from a woman's center in early hours Friday. Piper Lewis, now 18 pleaded guilty to voluntary mass and willfully injuring after killing Zachary Brooks, a 37-year-old father of three, in June 2020. She said Brooks had sexually assaulted her multiple times. September 13th, Polk County Judge David M. Porter gave Lewis a deferred judgment and ordered her to spend five years on probation at the Fresh Start Women's Center in Des Moines. Well, Miss Lewis, this was the second chance you asked for. You don't get a third. Do you understand that? Porter asked Lewis September 13th. According to probation violation report, at approximately 6:19 a.m. Friday, someone opened the door at Fresh Start, setting off an alarm, alerting a residential officer on duty. The officer saw Lewis exiting the building. The report said. The report also says Lewis' GPS monitor was cut off at some point on Friday. As of Sunday afternoon, Lewis was not in custody at the Polk County Jail, and no other reports indicated that she had been apprehended. The Polk County Sheriff's Office and the Des Moines Police Department had been notified of Lewis' escape. The Brooks family was also notified, and a warrant was issued for her arrest. <clears throat> the probation report asked for her deferred judgment to be revoked and her original sentence imposed. Lewis could face up to 20 years in prison. The report indicates Lewis received citations for either failing to take direct bus route home or for getting unapproved private ride. After failing to report, Back to the facility at the expected time on October 16th, officers found Lewis outside Broad Lawns Medical Center. She later admitted to the residential officer that she had contact with someone she dated in high school. Officers prohibited Lewis from having any further contact with the person, according to the violation report. The report said Lewis had been unaccounted for a total number of four hours and 16 minutes over the course of three weeks. Prosecutors had recommended Lewis be placed on probation and not sent to prison after two intense days of testimony during her sentencing hearing on September seventh and on September twenty third, Lewis' attorneys asked for the deferred judgment. The judge ordered Lewis to serve twelve hundred hours of community service, which would cover more than four thousand in fines. And Iowa law also requires Lewis to pay one hundred fifty thousand in compensation for the death of her victim. Nonsense! A GoFundMe fundraiser, fundraiser. I'm sorry raised more than 5, 560000 to cover the restitution and pay for other, her other needs. Before killing Brooks, Lewis ran away from what she said was an abusive relationship with her mother in early 2020. Eventually, she came to live with a 28-year-old Des Moines musician she called her boyfriend, whom she said forced her to have sex with older men, including Brooks, for money. Prosecutors acknowledged that Brooks was sexually trafficked. Her alleged trafficker has not been charged. They favor sex trafficking that's what it is. The state of Iowa favors that. They must have some under underhanded dealings with this. That's what it has to be. You're going to make a victim pay the um pay a fine to the family of the man that assaulted her? I don't know. Well, that's all I got. Um I hope you guys were enlightened and informed. See you guys next time. Hard Talk Radio live in 4K. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.